Symbolism is a common thing. It can be taken very seriously or with a grain of salt. The bigger the symbol, the more the meaning. Well, if that's the case, Christmas must be laden with meaning. So what do you say to someone that barely sees symbolism as a passing thought? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I've got a question for you. What does Christmas mean to you? Better yet, what does Christmas really mean? When you peel back the layers of gift-giving, decorations, attending services, sharing meals, visits to Santa at the mall, etc., what do you have left? When you really sit and think about it, what does the baby Jesus birth really mean? That's what we're diving into in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Be sure to stick around to the end of the podcast because today we're announcing the winner of the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes. But for now, let's get to the episode, The Christmas Special Classic. Bringing hope to a troubled world, this is Unshackled. True life stories of real people dramatized and produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Homeless people who come to the old lighthouse need help more than they realize. A place to sleep, fresh clothing, and meals, these are obvious needs. And all this thanks to caring volunteers and friends who send financial gifts. But underlying these physical concerns is the spiritual emptiness that led to their life crisis. Pastors and counselors address this need as they share the good news of one who sticks closer than a brother, which is what this program celebrates. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3805 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. Many of you have remembered Pacific Garden Mission and Unshackled in your Christmas giving, and we are deeply grateful. But listen, tonight's program will be different from anything you have heard on Unshackled in quite some time. And if, after you've heard it, you believe it to be of vital importance to the world in which we live, won't you take a moment to write a letter or post something on our social media accounts to let us know how you feel? Your personal endorsement of the content of this broadcast can be of great importance. So we ask you to pay close attention. This is the only broadcast of its kind you will hear this Christmas season. And if you're a regular listener to Unshackled, maybe that's your doorbell ringing now. Is it? Hey, yeah, that's my doorbell. Uh, right at the beginning of the program, too. Doggone it. Good evening. Are you Mr. Joe Turner? Yeah? I'm connected with the audio program Unshackled, and I... Oh, yeah? Hey, step inside, man. It's wintertime out there. Oh, thanks. Unshackled, huh? That's right. On the cover sheet of the scripts, I'm designated as the announcer and director of the Unshackled program, but we'll just refer to me as the man from the mission for now. Let's just say I stand for everybody down at... The old lighthouse, the Pacific Garden Mission. That's right, Joe. See, I listen Unshackled so much I can finish your sentences. <laughs> I know you do, Joe. 
We thank you for the letters and emails and checks you've sent. And from those correspondences, we figured you were pretty typical of tens of thousands of people all over the country who listen every week, but who react so far down inside themselves to what Unshackled has to say that, well, that even they don't know why they listen. Wow, I'll be. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? The program fascinates me. It's uh, unique. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know why I listen, but I do. So what's the gimmick? What do you want me to do? Grab your hat and coat and take a little trip with me. Down through the loop, right into some of Chicago's most dubious areas. Areas that I talk about on the show with some regularity. But this time, you and I will really head down there. <laughs> through that mob of Christmas shoppers? Brother, the loop will be a madhouse tonight. That's part of the reason we're going to do it, Joe. You and I are going to make a trail right through that Christmas mad loop down into the middle of Chicago's roughest areas and have a look into the heart of things as they really are. Come on, I've got an Uber waiting outside. Well, too bad your wife couldn't come along, Joe. Oh, I've given her up till December 26th. Yeah? Brother, if I could cash in the used wrapping paper that woman requires at Christmas time, I'd at least have a down payment on January bills. She's like a mad woman from about the last week in November till it's all over. You sound as though you'll be glad when it's all over. Christmas? <laughs> I'll be tickled to death when it's over. What does it all mean, anyway? Well, let me ask you that question, Joe. What does Christmas mean to you? To me? And I don't want you to make up any pretty speeches now just because you know I'm connected with the radio program Unshackled. I want to know in plain everyday language what Christmas brings to your mind at the very first thought of it. All right. All right, where am I going to get enough cash to tide me over? That's what comes to your mind first when you think of Christmas? Yeah. Where am I going to get enough moolah to actually get me through it? What comes to your mind if you take a minute to really think a little more about it? Well, I, I like to watch my wife open her packages for me. How about when she opens something somebody else gives her? Uh, well, yeah, that's all right, too. But I, uh, I always make her save mine till the last. <laughs> that's the best part for me. Hmm. What? You, uh, you don't suppose that could be just a touch selfish on your part? Selfish? Oh, well, uh, I guess it could be. On the whole, I'm not what you call a selfish guy. I give to all the charities they yak about, of course, uh... And they can all come off my income tax, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That benefits Joe Turner, too, doesn't it? So maybe I am a, just a selfish, uh, sinner. I don't know. Hey, are you, uh, steering me towards the Pacific Garden mission to save my soul, bud? Like an unshackled? <laughs> Joe, listen. I've asked you to come along with me on this jaunt through the heart of this big town of Chicago tonight, just before Christ's birthday to see if you and I together, both human creations of his, can find any trace of Christ in all this noise. And confusion. Yeah, and preparation. And lavish expenditure. Uh-huh. All supposedly to commemorate his birthday. Eh, we won't find any sign of Christ on State Street, Canal Street, or Michigan Avenue, the Miracle Mile. And why's that? Well, there's no money in that kind of Christmas. We'll get the driver to let us out at the Chris Kindle Market just up ahead. That'll give us a straight road down through the very heart of the most lavish part of Chicago's Christmas extravaganza. If we don't get our eyes open walking through there, we'll never get them open. Yeah, yeah. You got me thinking already. I don't know what it is you people do to a guy in Unshackled. I mean, I want to hear what you have to say, but then I can't forget it. Do you try to forget what you hear on Unshackled, Joe? Yeah, I do. I do. It, it bothers me sometimes, like... like now. 
Well, Joe, this is serious Christmas business you and I are on tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. I'd be an outright fool if I didn't know it. I, I can feel it. I haven't had one drop of Christmas spirit yet, so help me. But I, well, I almost feel as though there's somebody else in this doggone car with us. There is, Joe. What I'm driving at is this. Within the very attractive Christmas e-blast and notifications which Unshackled sent out to tens of thousands of people this year, were these very words. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Can you remember that, Joe? Oh, me? Oh, I can never learn Bible verses. But this one explains why there's someone else in the cab with us, Joe. And why all those people whose stories we tell on Unshackled get up from their knees after praying, redeemed, justified, and ready to live for the first time in their lives. Say the verse again, maybe I'll get the tie-up. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because, now get this, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that first Christmas, that we might live through him. You feel his presence in this car, Joe, because he's here. He was born on Christmas Day just over 2,000 years ago, and he's still living. Huh. And just what do you figure is the real tie-up between the little baby born in the stable and God? They were and are one and the same, Joe. Honest? Honest. God had to humble himself to come to Earth in a form we could grasp. God became a baby for us. Boy, he sure came the lowest possible way, didn't he? I mean, do you suppose God purposely planned that stable business? Oh, I'm sure of it. Christ was born in a stable as low as the estates of man as anyone could be born, purposely. So no human being could say he or she was too low down for God to love. I think he died the vilest, most degrading death, too, for the same reason. Yeah, I heard on Unshackled one night, death by crucifixion was the form of execution for, well, you might say the dregs of humanity, the worst criminals. He planned it like that. The lowest kind of birth, the lowest kind of death. That way he can get his arms around the lowest kind of sinner in Chicago's worst area, or strolling along Michigan Avenue, so that they might live through him. You know, Joe, what Christmas really means is that the baby Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Brother, I sure never thought about it that way before. Say, I want to ask you what might seem like a senseless question, but just what is sin? I mean, I, I know what it is. Folks used to use the word quite a bit. Does it just mean that something that's not right or not good, or is it something special, something particular? Hey, we're coming up to Daly Plaza, where the Chris Kindle market is. Let's get out and start to walk south on Clark Street. I think you'll get your question about sin answered in a very practical way, Joe. Uh, driver, drop us off up ahead, will you? Christmas waffle cakes! Get you delicious Christmas waffle cakes here! Yeah. Gee, that kid looks cold selling his waffle cakes over there. Sir, yeah, sir, what he's wearing you could barely call a jacket. Get your delicious Christmas waffle cakes here! Waffle, mister? Uh, no, no, I don't want a waffle, but here, uh, take this anyway. Merry Christmas, kid. There ain't no Merry Christmas. If you're dumb enough to give me a fiver, thanks. So you can lose the Merry Christmas stuff, huh? What's the matter, kid? Don't you like Christmas? No, I don't. It's for soft kids with families. Oh, you're wrong there, young fella. 
God's behind Christmas. It's his. It's his earthly birthday. It's exciting because he came into the world for everybody. Save it, dude. Don't make me laugh. Look at all these jerks running around throwing away their cash. Christmas is a time when everybody goes nuts and hits everybody over the head with expensive presents. This is if you got a family. My old man killed my ma three Christmases ago. Then the state off my old man. What have I got to get excited about, hmm? And don't waste your time or your breath with me on that God stuff. There ain't never been no God, ain't never gonna be one. If there was, he'd be too smart to come to a world like this one. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Hey, did you hear something? I, uh, heard the vendor kid give you your first practical definition of sin, Joe. Oh, that's all you heard, huh? Yeah. Why? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, what his dad did wreck the poor kid's life, didn't it? Well, Jesus Christ was born lower down than that kid from the bad side of town, though. There's lots of hope for him. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Huh? What'd you say? I said there's hope for that kid. I'll come back and see that he doesn't spend Christmas alone. He could have a big time at the mission on Christmas Day. You, uh, you didn't hear anything else a minute ago? No, I didn't, Joe. Did you? I don't know. Uh, let's keep walking. Brother, look at that window full of toys. Think how many hungry kids you could feed with all that money they spent on that animated Christmas village. <laughs> I'm turning into a softie for sure. Hold up, Joe. Stop light. Right. Never seen so many people out at this time. Never seen so much family tension as I do at Christmas. Huh? Right in front of us. Mother, daughter. Oh. We're not going back to the Christmas market, Tiffany. Please, Mom! I said no! Do you think my feet are made out of cast iron? I've still got to go get a present for our gardener and the minister's wife. And right now, I wish I'd never heard of either one of them. But, Mommy, I have to decide what to get Jong Su. Jong Su? Who is Jong Su? He sits behind me in school. He's really nice. Oh, no, you don't. My feet are too tired to stamp around hunting presents for some outcast. Bad enough I have to think up something for Samuel and the minister's wife. <sighs> Why I ever started to give her Christmas presents, I'll never know. <laughs> but, Mom, Jong Su's mother is dead. He won't have any Christmas presents. Dead? Yeah, she got sick, and before he came here, his daddy was killed in the war in their country. Well, I didn't kill him. Our Christmas list is too long to be adding to it at this point. Come on. I am so tired I'd like to wrap up an old hymn book and send it to the minister's wife. <laughs> but, Mother, if I don't give Junk Sue a Christmas present, Janie Jackson will, and then he'll like her better than he does me. No, Tiffany. No daughter of mine is going to set her cap for some broke refugee. Let Janie Jackson have him. Her mother used to work in a factory anyway. He hath made of one blood all nations of men. The baby Christ Jesus came into the world that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish. Come on, Joe. Let's walk some more. Uh, you still didn't hear anything? No, I heard plenty. Little Tiffany's ego is getting an early start. She had a selfish reason for giving poor Jong Su a Christmas present. And I don't even know where to begin with the mother. Just another practical definition of sin, Joe. Yeah, kids don't know what prejudice is until their parents explain by example. Hey, look, that man and woman down there. She slapped him. Come on, let's see what goes on. 
Monica, for the love of Pete, don't make a scene out here on the sidewalk. Someone may recognize me. I don't care if they do. But Monica, you know my wife will not... <laughs> Your wife. It might do her good to know. Her elegant husband tried to insult his secretary at his firm's own Christmas ball, or rather, brawl. Would I say tried? Yes, yes, Monica, you said tried. Now, come on, dear. They're bringing my limo around. We'll just... Oh, and here it is. There you go. Be careful now. Don't forget to duck your head. I'd like to duck your head right into Lake Michigan. Honey, get into the car. I'm not your honey. Your wife's your honey. And your wife's husband didn't try to insult his secretary. He did insult her. I want to get that straight. All year long, you expect me to be the perfect lady efficiency machine. Then along comes Christmas, and you want me to turn into... Monica, Monica, it was just a little innocent Christmas fun. Just a few good friends having a few respectable Christmas drinks to celebrate this happy time of year. Now listen, be reasonable. Oh, shut up! Go stick your innocent old gray head in a respectable Christmas manger someplace. Go find yourself a reasonable stable and lie down. I'll find my own ride. Uh, Monica! Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Well, the young lady's exit line was a good cue for those carolers' jazzy rendition of Jingle Bells. Yeah, very apropos. More sin, huh? Yeah, more sin, Joe. But the baby Jesus still came into the world to save sinners like... No, no, don't be singing that music. Stop it, stop it! What's her problem? Who? That old lady over there by the curb with the black shawl over her head. Ah, and the little boy beside her. Uh-huh. Looks like she's distraught over that group of traveling carolers. Yeah, she just threw her bundles up in the air and started to holler. Let's find out. Stop singing that music. I no can stand jingle bells. Please, everybody stop running this way. Listen to me. My Peter, my son, the father of this little boy. We just got worked yesterday. They killed him in Afghanistan. Where is Afghanistan? Why do they want to kill fine strong boy like my Peter in Afghanistan? He used to like that music, that jingle bells. Now he is dead, the father of this little boy. He is dead. Peter, my son, I know can stand that music. Can somebody do something to help? <laughs> Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Come on, Joe. Let's walk some more. Boy, that was hard to watch. What do you say to someone like that? There wouldn't be any wars, Joe, if we would turn the reins of the nations over to the God who loved us enough to humble himself and come to Earth as a baby. The baby Jesus came to Earth to save sinners from, well, making wars, by saving them from themselves. But that's got to come first. Saving us from ourselves? Indeed. Hey, look over there. More trouble in paradise? Ah, the man and woman and the two kids. I can almost guess what this trouble is. Come on. Let's cut this short, Marjorie. 
You've done a better job at hardening your heart than I have. Oh, please, Robert. We've been divorced for three years now. Don't you think this is exceedingly bad drama? Say goodbye to your father, children. We'll see him again on Christmas Day. Dad? Yes, son? Go on. You ask him, sis. No, I can't. Well, what in the world is all this? Um, sis and I figured out last night that maybe if Dad could come and stay at our apartment at night before Christmas, it might be more like it used to be on Christmas morning. Yes, Daddy. Then we could all wake up together and, and go surprise Mommy and sing joy to the world the way we used to when you and Mommy used to like each other. That's a very pleasant thought. But you both know there isn't room for your father in our apartment. We'll expect you about noon on Christmas Day, Robert. Suffer, little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Come on, Joe. Let's get a cab and make our way to the South Loop. Taxi! Right here! Where to? Get us to Canal Street, then head south. You got it! Say, did you notice back there, they even had Willis Tower all decked out in its Christmas best. No, I hadn't noticed. I keep thinking about those poor kids. You know, I remember once, just once, my mom and dad had a knockdown quarrel and my sister and I overheard it and oh, it almost scared us to death. What must it do to a child's life to find out its parents don't even like each other anymore? More sin, Joe. But the baby, Christ Jesus, came into the world to save sinners, like those selfish parents. Well, Joe, I suppose we've made it to the industrial side of town, train tracks and viaducts. Oh, yeah, I see. No more fancy lamppost decorations from here on down Canal Street, huh? Right here and beyond is less, uh, Christmassy. Yeah, another world from all outward appearances. There, down the street, you see? What do you know? Just up ahead, Pacific Guard Mission. I've passed here time and again in my car and never... Good evening, my friend. Hey, get lost, pal. No, no, it's all right. Guy's a bum. He's just gonna hit you up for cash. No, really, it's okay. I, I think I recognize him. Hey there, gentlemen. Could, could you spare a dollar for a homeless man to have a bite on a cold night so near Christmas? Don't you do it. Don't you give him a red cent. This is what he needs. Ow! Ow, now... Honey, listen here. He's a dirty, no good, drunken bum. <coughs> For five years he's been like this and I can't stand anymore. I think I'll kill you for Christmas. Oh, no, you won't. All right, all right, run away. Run away, you dirty, rotten, sinking coward. I'm at all I can say from you. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, the baby Christ Jesus, came into the world to save sinners. I bet I know what you're going to say. What's that? Sin? Precisely. That music is coming from inside the mission. We must have it extra loud given this festive time of year. Let's head on in. What about that woman back there, crying over that poor fella she beat up? She knows she's welcome at the mission. When she comes to the end of herself, Joe. When she realizes she can't change her friend or herself, she'll be in. And Christ will change her. Come on. 
Let's go in the mission and see what else we find out about Christmas. The old mission's packed tonight. We'll have to stand up back here, Joe. Okay, okay. Now listen, Joe. Just listen. Unto you is born this day a savior. The world did not want an advisor. The world had advised itself almost to hell. It did not want a speculator or a reformer. The world did not want an engineer who would devote his time to the readjustment of the wheels and pulleys of society. The world wanted a savior. What is a savior? A savior is a rescuer, an angel with tears in his eyes, arms mighty as the lightnings of God, but a heart that is all tenderness. Yes, God so loved the world that he gave it a savior, that he came himself to live and die and rise again that we might live. And so at this Christmas season, we raise our voices in one great sweeping glory to God in the highest for a love, a redeeming love so great that the same mighty hand that shaped the planets and hung the stars in place deigned for our sake to become a baby's hand, too small and helpless to reach up and pat a donkey's nose that holy night. At this Christmas time, we humbly take the good cheer and salvation offered by him, him who hung by those same hands in agony on a cross, that we through him might live. People of America, people of this world, in the name of the God who created you, this year, remember the real reason for Christmas. Remember and receive into your own lives the holy baby born in a stable, this same Jesus Christ, the Savior who said, Be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee, for I have overcome the world. All of us with Unshackled and the Old Lighthouse of Pacific Garden Mission wish you a joyous Christmas season and thank you for your prayers and gifts. All right, it's the moment you've been waiting for. It's time to announce the winner of the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast Sweepstakes. Now to remind everyone of the prize, it is a beautiful scripture plaque with Lamentations 325 written on the natural wood grain. And our winner is... John Schott from Erie, Pennsylvania. Congrats to our big winner, John. We hope you enjoy this daily reminder of God's sweet and perfect word. And next time, Jim on the Down and Outs admits himself into a rescue mission just before New Year's. But after only a couple days, he's ready to resolutely face the world again. I'm okay now. Are you, Jim? Sure I am. Look, look at that hand. No shakes, I'm fine. Hmm. That is until a friendly voice from the mission takes Jim back through all the New Year's resolutions he's made and broken. The Dean's on my tail about breaking training. I've gotta turn over a new leaf, no fooling. You do whatever you wanna do, Jim. When that clock strikes 12, I'm turning over a new leaf. All right, I'm turning over a new leaf. No more liquor, never. Did you hear me, Margie? I heard you. Will he face himself and think? 
Jim, you've put a lot of misplaced faith in turning over new leaves. Will you put that same faith in a new life? Can I? Find out in this compelling dramatization, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this Christmas special classic were Jeff Lupiton, Marcy Mincotti, Jenna Ford Jackson, Chaz Campbell, Tom McElroy, Patrick Thompson, Allison Voller, and Dave Kappas. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Patrick Thompson. Sound assistant, Jacob Wilcoxon. Audio engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Eugenia Price and Tim Gregory. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>